And now, another cup of... The London Fog. I push play, we're back. We're back we on... We are back, The finally. airwaves. Back finally. into your ears, back into your car, wherever you listen. Are you cleaning the bathroom right now? Sit down. Actually, Have a moment. we pre-recorded episodes for them, so they don't miss us very much. Well, they, they miss us a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we did pre-record. We have been out of the country, living our lives. Mm-hmm. That's right. Our lives do not revolve around this podcast, even though you think that they do. Though, well, they kind of do. They kind of do. Let's be honest, because every time I turn around, I'm all like, oh my gosh. Did you, oh my gosh. Did you what? watch the um, uh, the one hour special of Meghan Markle's first year on People TV? No, I did not. But did you know that um, Kate is on TV because she, so the, what's it called? The Royal Horticultural Show mm-hmm. it happened. And she built a garden for it. And she is going to be, so it was called like the Back to Nature, Nature Garden. So she wants like children to like, you know, play, outside, play outside and like exercise. Whatever. So I guess there's this show in the UK called Blue Peter. And it's been, it's been, I know, it's been on <laughs> since 1958. Okay. So I guess in my head, I imagine that it's something like Mr. Rogers. Like, okay. You know, and so That's she cute. is like on that show, um, like they did a little segment in her garden to encourage everyone uh. to like go, but mostly I just love it when she's like on TV and... I can, like, She's beautiful. admire her from afar. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and if people didn't know, um, kind of in that same realm of things, uh, Meghan Markle, it's been probably, I don't know, four or five months now. Well, it's got to be longer than that because she wasn't quite showing at the time. So, whatever. Um, she has a, not she independently, but there was a cookbook put out called oh, yeah. Together. And supporting some of, like, the local, like... like it was even longer ago. It was, like, eight months ago. Yeah, it was about eight yeah. months. Because it was one of her first, like, big engagements yeah. out after, like, her own independent thing after getting married to Harry. Um, so, it supports all the food kitchens in the area. And her foreword is about her cooking. And part of, like, it is, like, her gardening and this and that. So, go and get it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. You can buy it on Amazon. I've seen it. I almost bought it many times. I know. I keep looking at it going like, oh, I should get some. One for you and one for me. I know. It's just, cookbooks are so hard. Like, I don't really They're heavy. Them. I don't know. I just look up all my recipes online now. Right? It's because you go in mind to get, like, that one thing. And who knows? Maybe somebody makes something, like, really good. One kind of, kind of cooking, but... Everything else in the book can suck. <laughs> Who needs a whole book about that? No, that's true. That's kind of like the uh, Harry Potter cookbook that I have. It's it There's good? like some good stuff and some really bad stuff. Mm. And although the really bad stuff I think is just like British stuff. So maybe <laughs> it's like... <laughs> no, womp, I'm just womp. kidding. But like some stuff. I don't know. But, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, then you're like, why did I buy this 
cookbook. I don't know. Well, they're expensive, and I feel like I cook like one or two things out of them. It's not like a book that you read from cover to cover and that you've got a story, it's changed your life, and you move on from it. But it's like, oh, I cooked two things out of this giant book. I don't know. Is it worth it? Yeah. Okay, that's our cookbook rant. Email in and let us know what you think. (laughs) Well, we are back from our trip. Tell me about your trip. Where were you, Leah? Tell the people. So I went to Hong Kong for my brother's wedding. Oh, little ray bird has flown. (laughs) The coop created his own coop. I guess. So, yeah. So he's married now. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So he's married. So, yeah. So I don't know. Should I? So, yeah. Where did you go? I was in Singapore after Leah's delightful episode about the Commonwealth. And we talked about, I talked about Canada and she talked about Singapore. I decided I must go there. Actually, we have a common friend. Uh, wait, no, I, you I, never I know met Ashley. Her. You know yeah. of her, but never. We, like two ships in the night, you just missed each yeah. other. Um, but my friend uh, lives in, well, she lives in Arizona, but she is a Singapore resident. So she had to go back it's been something like five years. No, she said it had been 10 years since she's been back and had to go back and renew her visa so that she can go back into the States. And so she invited me and a couple of other friends out to Singapore. It is beautiful. I did everything that crazy rich Asians do except for spend money like crazy rich Asians. But you did, you did an eating montage. <laughs> it's true. I went to like your local outdoor eateries, ate all the things. I went to the fancy Marina Bay Sands Hotel and swam in the pool to overlook the city so that was great and then I went to Malaysia and I went to Thailand so um it was just time for a nice little holiday of my own oh yeah I guess I also went to Macau Macau is pretty cool I feel like I should throw that out there you should (laughs) I mean I was only in Malaysia two days but I'm counting it (laughs) yeah did you go from did you fly out of Malaysia or did you have to go from Malaysia back into Singapore? I went back into because Singapore. Because I hear that the, um, like, getting from Malaysia back into Singapore customs takes forever. It can. We had a, a driver who was from Malaysia that I think is, like, way used to it. So he was pretty good about it. But here's the crazy thing. About, uh, like, right on the border of Singapore into Malaysia... So Singapore really is just one giant city. Mm-hmm. That's all Singapore is. Um, and then on the opposite of the border, there's another city right there. So most people will come in from Malaysia and go and work in Singapore because you make more money and then literally walk out. So we went island hopping one day and we started at three o'clock in the morning leaving Singapore to get in a van to drive into Malaysia like for five hours. Um It's three o'clock in the morning. We're driving to the border. And I mean, just imagine a full freeway with, yes, some cars, but mostly just hordes of people walking on the freeway into Singapore to go to work. Mm -hmm. They wake up at three o'clock in the morning because it takes that long to get through customs so that they can be to their job at nine Mm o'clock. Just crazy just to walk back out of town, which I'm sure has some kind of customs, you know, Mm -hmm. inspection, immigration, whatever, 
just to do it again the next morning, I mean, yikes. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great trip. I really enjoyed it. We, before Leah and I left, we decided that we were going to make this episode about um, kind of our trips a little bit, but talking about the places that we went are both a part of the Commonwealth and Mm -hmm. like what is so recognizable in those areas that really relates to England. And I came back with, they drive on the left side of the road. (laughs) Um, There wasn't like tons that stuck out to me. I mean, Singapore was definitely much more Chinese than anything and just almost more Western. They're going to hate me for saying that if anybody's listening in Singapore. See, I feel like, I don't know. I think we're like coming from different, very different perspectives because for me, having like lived in Taiwan and spent a lot of time in China and stuff, I feel like Hong Kong and Singapore are so, so British. Like, they are really? not very Asian. <laughs> I mean, Hong Kong definitely is more now. But that's why I would say but, they're, like, more Western than... But, the, but, but I, not, like, British. Yeah. Like... They're just, like, more Western city. Very... They're cities, you know, yeah, very... Yeah, I mean, they're city heavy. Cities. But, I mean, like, when I was a kid, the first place that I ever rode, like, a double-decker bus was like a red double decker bus that makes you think of London was right. in Hong Kong. So you know, like fair. So Um yeah, I didn't see that. I don't think they have those in Singapore. They though, don't. Right? But I saw the Merlion, so that's something. <laughs> something not British. No, something not British. I don't know. Um yeah, so we had that idea, but instead we're talking about tripping the color. Because that happened while we were gone, and we need to recap. Yes. Well, we are still talking about our trip. Oh, yeah. You talk but... about it. You, your turn. I'll reminisce, and I'll think more as to what, what was more British. You have good stuff. You were kind of giving me tidbits. Yeah. So. Well, I just had a crazy story. Should I do that now, or should we yeah. talk about tripping of the color now? No. Okay. Tell your story. So... I'm just going to do, like, a really, really brief Hong Kong history, because just in case we don't know. So... There was an opium war. That We're not getting into that because I don't know. I didn't research it. <laughs> Too much history. But there. in 1842, um, Hong Kong Island is like ceded to Britain from China um, for, for after the first opium war. Something with the opium war made them give Hong Kong to Britain, right? And yeah. then in 1898 is when... China also leased the new territories around Hong Kong to Britain for 99 years. So, during that time, Britain is governing, you know, whatever. That's not important. What is important is (laughs) that I went to this place that was the former Kowloon Walled City. So, this is interesting because it was an... So... Back, like, so it was, like, it used to be a military outpost of China's. And then um, when the, when China leased the new territories to Britain along with Hong Kong, it didn't, it excluded the walled city because it was a military outpost. Okay. So there was, like, 700 people who lived there. And China was allowed to keep their officials there as long as they didn't interfere with, like, British Hong Kong at all. So, um, 
so unfortunately at that time in 1899 the governor of Hong Kong Sir Henry Blake he thought that they were interfering I don't know how and so he attacks the wall city um, when they attack they find out that all of the troops have actually already left like they knew they were gonna get attacked so they yeah. just went back into China Bye. Um, and so then the walled city like officially became like the British were like okay this is our city however even though they claimed ownership of it it was still technically China's so they didn't actually do anything with it so what happened is like tons of squatters started going there right squatters right well because it was like nobody owns it nobody's governing it um when like there was hunger games up in there yeah like during (laughs) world war ii the japanese forces were like occupying the area so even more people were just like fleeing into this place um so then after japan surrenders um China's like, okay, we're going to take back control of this city and the now 2,000 squatters. It went from 700 to 2,000 squatters. And, um, but then, like, they didn't really do anything because it was still within, it's like a walled city surrounded by British rule. So they didn't really do anything with it. So then, in the 1950s, it gets crazy. So, (laughs) in the 1950s, all of these, like, Chinese criminals like start living in the walled city it's there's numerous brothels opium dens gaming parlors um that's what i'm talking about it's freaking gotham up in there (laughs) yeah so it yeah it was it was pretty crazy um it so from the 1950s to until 1994 people are all living here 40,000 people are now living in this area that That had 700. So it's like they built up. It was 119 times as dense as New York City is now. Oh, gosh. And so when we went, they, like, showed former photos, and it's like they just kept building up. There was, like, a limit to how tall they could go because the airport was nearby. Yeah. But, like, people that lived on the top floors would just, like, throw their trash in between the buildings. So it was, like, a bunch of trash, like... Oh anyway, my gosh. It was so bad. So it was like totally lawless. The only Is there thing, pictures of this? Yeah, look up um there some guy like We'll re- have to post a picture a on the yeah, Instagram. We'll, re- we'll release a book. But it's funny because apparently you'll like this since your dad is a dentist. The other thing that they um <laughs> No, the other people besides criminals who don't want to live under the law apparently were dentists so there were also a lot of dentists there so people would go there for like cheap dental work which is like so that's the worst yeah don't go anywhere for cheap dental work it sounds like a bad idea it's like going someplace for cheap shots i mean so i guess the whole thing was 6.4 acres so, like, 40,000 people in 6.4 acres, it was considered to be the most densely populated place on Earth. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so that's why it was it was ignored by both China and Britain, because Britain was like, it's uh, it's Chinese. Yeah. And the China was like, well, we can't go in there because it's in Britain. There's too many dentists. <laughs> um, yeah, so the only thing that was ever regulated, like I said, was the height of the buildings because of the airport. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it was... 
the largest exporter of heroin in like the 60s. I can believe it. Yeah. And um, so I guess, yeah, it people kept living there until I think, yeah, like 1994. People would never, like people didn't wander. It's like you went to work and then you went home and it was super, super dangerous. Um, oh. They were assigned a postman in the 70s. And so he was one of the few people who, like, knew his way around the city. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, people pretty much, it's just, like, if you wanted to start a business, you would go there and just, like, start it because there was no, like, regulation about anything. Um, And so, yeah, it especially happened from people who were, like, trying to emigrate from China to Hong Kong. Because they would, like, get to Hong Kong and they'd be like, oh, well, your medical license isn't good in Hong Kong. So they'd like stay in this walled city and um yeah it I don't know it was really crazy um like I said a lot of dentists (laughs) (laughs) so many dentists Um, at least they had excellent health care and their teeth look beautiful yeah that is kind of so I guess it's this is sad but that's like part of the reason that like people like Hong Kong got like a reputation for people eating dog meat it wasn't actually people in Hong Kong because the British banned that it was people in this like city oh yeah um all i can think of right now is that moment in inception when he's first teaching like the chick how inception works and like the city starts folding in on itself and it's like buildings upon buildings like all the way around is it just a stack is it just like legos just stacked buildings all together. Yeah, that's pretty much what it looks like. Um, so there was like a few yeah. different times, like at one point, like Britain tried to take it over and like rule it, and you know, and then yeah, and then like the Chinese revolted. Like like there was like a protest in China because they were like Britain's trying to take over, you know, our six our, acres. Our, yeah, and then but even though the Chinese government was kind of like please take it over, yeah, you know, and so but where are we going to go for cheap dentistry and our opium? <laughs> yeah. So in 1984, the Chinese government and the British government came together, mutual decision to that this place needed to be demolished. So they, like, okay. made a declaration. Um, they The governments together spent, like, $400 million oh, to help the people who live there, because there's, like, you know, 40,000 people, yeah. find other places to live. So they built some, like, outside of that area, they built some, like, cheap housing or whatever. Because, yeah. I mean, that's why people lived the there. Because it yeah. was so cheap. Um, and so it took them until from the eighties until ninety four to get everyone moved out. Um, I guess there was a movie called Crime Story. Jackie Chan was in it. It was a Hong Kong thriller in ninety three. I'm sure no one has seen it. I'm sure my but ex if Lee. You, you know see, Lee. We can talk about it. He's never going to listen to this thing. He's seen it. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see like what the city looked like after all the people had left, they filmed this one movie there. Oh my gosh. And, and then and then they demolished now everything. Now I feel like I need to see it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So they demolished everything. And they've actually turned it into a really nice park. So that's where I went. So if you go to the park, they have, like, some of the ruins. And okay. then they have, like, a, a little museum about it. Um, but, yeah, I guess that, like, 
people, so people, I mean, are still, like, this is the 90s. Like, there are people alive who lived there who just, like, live in the area now. But it's funny because you, like, go to this park and you're like, wow, this is, I mean, it's a big park, but it's not a big area for that many people to live, you know? I don't know. It was so crazy. But, yeah, so so when that happened. 40,000 in six acres. Yeah. So, yeah, when that happened, then it became under Britain's rule. Like, that was part of the thing. And then, obviously, in 97, when Hong Kong went back to um, China, then yeah. now it's just, now it's just, like, basically just part of Hong Kong, you know? Okay. But, um, but yeah. But speaking of, one thing that was interesting about Hong Kong is that um, most people consider that, I think we may have mentioned this before, that most people consider the handover July 1st of 1997 of Hong Kong back to China mm-hmm. as the end of the British Empire. Because it was kind of like the last, like, yeah. Because that, because they were like a lease, like, territory. They mm-hmm. weren't, you know, they weren't like really a Commonwealth country. They were a lease territory. So right. it was like the last, like, empire, like, imperial thing that. I wonder if they, they like, had. do they like celebrate it? Being like, we kicked the British out. No, so actually, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news. Um, I've been so jet lagged. The answer would be no. <laughs> so, so there's been a lot of like issues um, with. I mean, there's like the people who are like, oh, we should be China now and like be happy, you know. And then there's the people that are like, wow, things were so much better under British rule, and like part of the. Um, Part of the, like, deal of turning it back over was that Hong Kong could still, like, rule themselves. Yeah. Um, So, when we were there, there, and right now, this is happening, there were a lot of protests because there has been, um, a bill has, has it been passed? I'm trying to, so I think they're, like, possibly passing this bill in Hong Kong, because Hong Kong is, like quote-unquote democracy but like right i don't know people say that china's really putting in their people you know and um there's a bill that would allow so what would happen i guess is that if you um committed a crime in hong kong that you would be extradited to china for trial which basically, okay. like, means that Hong Kong is not, like... Yeah. Like, not its own thing. Yeah. Not and, its own... Yeah, and also, like, the laws in China are way different than the laws in Hong Kong. Right. So it's, like, if you get extradited to China, they can, like, kill you or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just saying this. Somebody who knows more, probably. But so there's been a lot of protests recently about it because people don't think that that's right. I mean, I agree. Because it could even be... Um, even be like someone from the U.S. Yeah. gets arrested in Hong Kong and then they get sent to China to be tried. You know, like it's just yeah, that's it weird. Makes it, yeah, it makes it so that um, so that Hong Kong doesn't really have their own judicial independence, which is right. what one of the deals was. So it's a good point. Anyway, so that's what's happening right now is that there's protests about this bill because it would basically bring Hong Kong like. Yeah. directly under China's rule instead of their own. Oh, yeah. Like, it, then it's just another Chinese city. So, um, and then the extreme protesters are saying that they should have independence from China completely. Completely. Which I actually agree with. Um, 
I mean, it's, it's pretty everyone. much would be like <laughs> Singapore. I, I see it as almost the same thing because like Singapore is just one big city, you know? Yeah. At the tail end of Malaysia that, I mean, I know it's been its own country, but I mean, that's pretty much all Hong Kong would become, you yeah. know? Which but it's funny because people in China don't realize, like, for example, the last time we were in China, everyone we told that we were from Taiwan was like, it like they... The people in China, since they don't hear the same news or whatever, yeah. they actually believe that China is governing Taiwan. <laughs> and we're like, no, no, there's like zero governance at all. But like no. when we were telling them that, they were like, no, no, no. Like I, I saw it on the news. Like, and we're like, no. What is the news telling yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> like, so, so you know, I mean, I so I don't know, like. I'm assuming people in China have no idea about these protests from Hong Kong, and they probably think oh. Hong Kong is totally under Chinese rule anyway, you know? Yeah, probably, you know, well, yeah, I don't want to say what happens if you have Chinese listeners that are all like, we're not that ignorant white bitches. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I well, mean. Well, I am Chinese, so I can <laughs> say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that that was eye-opening. That This was my first um, trip over to Asia. And for me, I found that the way the government is is looked on and what you can say about the government, especially in Thailand, was very, very strict. We met multiple people that would almost say things that sounded, to me, didn't even sound negative. But they would be like, you didn't hear that, you didn't hear that, and kind of giggle, but were literally looking over their shoulder. And I was like, what is this all about? Like, um, yeah. Well, if you had watched... Bridget, Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason, oh, and she, she gets arrested and thrown into a Thailand prison, then uh, you would know more. I have seen the first Bridget Jones. Well, I've seen all three. Oh, gosh. And that's the last one, right? The yeah. Third one? You consider yourself a fan of British culture. No, just kidding. And you don't watch Bridget Jones. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's just very interesting. I think one of the few things I found about, like, Malaysia that was similar to, like, British rule or independence, there's only five countries within the Commonwealth that have a monarchy of their own. Um, and Malaysia is one of them. And they run... But the they run their government almost under, an, like, an electoral college. Like, American? Um, and so... The king, he his length, uh, his term is only for five years, and uh, he's a king for he's five a years? king oh. for five years. That's interesting. And actually, I think his title might not be king. I think he's actually a sultan, but I'm not quite sure. Mm. A lot of things said both king and sultan. So, so yeah, I thought that was kind uh, of interesting. I feel like. When I was reading the Crazy Rich Asians books, mm. they mentioned a sultan in Malaysia. Right? I mean, but I could be how about this? just imagining that. It also means supreme head is what people can... And he, his name changes. Like, they give him a new name. So right now, his name is Yang Di Pertuan Agong, which literally means... He who is made Lord. And, well, like... But it'll always change. The British monarchy changes their name when they become king or queen. Right. Although Queen Elizabeth did not, so I'm kind of thinking after this, they might not. 
Like, I, I like before her, they did, you they know? They did, right. But I find... And you always got kind of confused, being like, wait, you were once Edward, but now you are George the Fourth, you know, yeah. or whatever. So I find it hard to imagine that, like, Prince Charles is going to be like, and now I'm King Albert the... You know? Like, I don't know. But maybe. I mean, I guess she was queenie, too, though. Mm. And... I guess uh, maybe there would be, I don't know, I think he will. I think she just kept her name Elizabeth because it was Elizabeth. It was like already a... It was already one, but Charles has never been a king name, has it? Are we mistaken? I I don't think Charles has been a king's name. Well, yes, it has. Charles the first, Charles the second. Oh, jeez, my very brain. obvious Charles. Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna blame it on the jet lag. Yeah. Blame it on the jet lag. I mean, I I just uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What well, do you think but, his name would be? Do you think they would start a new name? Okay, so I just did some googling. Let's Google. Because, so I guess people have said that because because he would be Charles the Third, oh, and because Charles the First and Charles the Second have awful. such they're so awful that people think that he that he has discussed giving up his name of Charles just because they were so awful. Yeah, like he doesn't really want to be. How could I forget that? Yes, Charles, definitely, because they were two awful, awful kings. Yeah. Um, so, one person, so a former Buckingham Palace spokesman said that he thinks that he might use the name George because it would be a tribute to his grandfather, and um, it is part of his name, because his name is Charles Philip Arthur George. Yeah. I mean... If he's going to pick one of his names, I think he should be King Arthur. That's what That's I would what do. I, would do. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Because, like, we definitely haven't had an Arthur. Mm-hmm. And then we should let, you know, a couple of the next generation become Arthur. Because here's the thing. There's Charles, then there's William, and then there is George. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, is George going to become George, George, George? <laughs> the third George? Um. If he so chooses the George? last King George was Albert, mm-hmm. and he, and that was his middle name as well. So what are, okay, wait, know. what are Prince William's names? I don't know. Google. Yeah. You guys are with us on a ride today. <laughs> so, you can tell that this is two women that have just come back in from out of the country we're trying our very so best. So he's <laughs> William Arthur Philip Lewis. Or okay. Louis. Louis. Um, Arthur. So, oh my gosh, they could they could be Arthurs. Oh the my King gosh. Arthurs. Oh my gosh, we should we figured Arthur it one out. And two. Although George, Prince George, is George Alexander Louis, so he could not be an Arthur. Well, I mean he could, he could. but it's not part of his name. But maybe by that point, maybe that's when he can go back and, and maybe restart He'll Charles restart. or something and, and yeah. try to give it a new something, something new and fresh. Yeah, because it's not like, like he can do King Louis, because that'll be too like fresh. Like his brother. Well, and his brother. And his brother's name, yeah. You know. Um... King Alexander sounds weird. Sounds very Greek. <laughs> yeah. So. Or he can just and it's, and like, pick an older monarch. Yeah. And I don't think that, like, 
Charles or William would do Philip because Philip's not the king. You know, right. like they're named I after think that, Philip. But yeah. I think it's too close of a relation. Oh my gosh. You heard it here first. King Arthur is king coming Arthur. back. <laughs> king Arthur. Oh, let's talk about the birthday. Let's talk about Britannia's the of the birth. color. Yes, tripping the color. Um, for those that do not know what that means, uh, pretty much tripping the color is the official birthday of the British sovereign, even yeah. though. That is not her birthday. <laughs> you thought she turned 93 in April, but officially it was last week. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so really it's, I would say it's kind of like, the no, no, it is the official birthday of the Sovereign. But, well, so it it's happened like Britain's with, birthday I think it was way. like Victoria. <laughs> right. So she made it because her birthday was like in the winter and she didn't want to make people come out. I mean, yes. I but but before it became the like official birthday of the sovereign it it was still something that they did it was just like the um military kind of parade thing yes. that like the king or queen looked over the military i have a little history on this it um has started has been the official official like bookmark of the sovereign's birthday since 1748 um and it has occurred annually since 1820, um, except in bad weather. <laughs> um, it's started from the King of Edward the Seventh, uh, who took the trooping of the colors to its June date because so many of the prior sovereigns or the, his successing line had birthdays that were coming in the winter when it was <laughs> just buried varying degrees of British bad weather because his actually his actual birthday was in November but he's all like we'll just do June that's a safe date why do you think you that's why I think it rains a lot in right it, well it rains all the time but why do you think it's not just because to have these spring weddings or whatever you know it's just because it's the safest time to actually plan an event in England <laughs> so from uh, 1979 to 2017, it has always fallen on a Saturday between the 11th to the 17th. But as of 2018, they started moving it up earlier. So it's usually the first full weekend in June. So if like the first Saturday is the first, it likely wouldn't be that it's going to be the following week like mm -hmm. this one was we had it on the 8th so not on the 2nd so uh pretty much it is a grand parade of great pomp and circumstance and pageantry and it is beautiful <laughs> i've always wanted to go yes so badly i have to tell you a story about our horrible friend oh my so, gosh you jen was in London. Well, and I love Jen, so what makes her horrible? <laughs> she was in London, and I texted her, and I was like, hey, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you that you're going to be in town for the Trooping the Color, and uh, you're, you're staying right oh by Buckingham gosh. Palace. That's so amazing. <sighs> Take a picture of Kate for me. 
Um, and then she was like, wait, what's that? So I told her, and she was like, roll. <laughs> you mean that 30,000 people are going to be right in front of my hotel in the morning? And I was like, yeah. Yes, it's going to be like the Macy's neighborhood on crack. <laughs> and then she was like, oh. So she woke up super early to get out of town so she could avoid the whole thing. No. Oh. And that is when our friendship ended forever. <laughs> I've always wanted to go, and our friend was there, and she was all like, I don't want to do anything. I know. I was so mad. I was like, I would have been the person who woke up at like oh, 3 Jen, I love you and hate you spot. at the same moment. I hate her so much. But, but. The other exciting thing about Tripping the Color for me is that it's always the first official event for, um, new royal babies so like yay this is like prince louis it was his first like official outing thing next year it'll be prince art or he's not a prince it'll be archie's first i thought you were gonna say prince arthur and i was like no we have prince arthur (laughs) no 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 but it'll be archie's first like official appearance i'm sure because it's always everyone's first official appearance and i don't know if anyone was noticing what louis was wearing did I you? I definitely looked at a lot of pictures. Tell so, the people. Tell the people. Um, it's so funny. So, you know, there's been all these rumors about how, like, William and Harry hate each other and, like, Kate and Meghan and, hate each other and, yeah. or whatever. So, Prince Louis' outfit was actually an outfit that Harry wore in, like, the 80s, same outfit Aww. that Harry wore to the Trooping of the Color. <laughs> so, That's so cute. Yeah. They, like, saved the outfit, and Louis wore it, and it's adorable. And no offense, but Louis wore it better. But... <laughs> Guys, if you don't know what it is, please go on. We'll post some pictures about it. I mean, we should have done it probably the day of, but we were both out of country, so whatever. Um... It is just pageantry on steroids. It is stunning. There are the Union Jack is strewn everywhere. We have bobbies lining the streets. We have the Royal Guard watching everything. We have the tall, fluffy hats. Everybody's in their best. All of the horses, all of the horses, all of the band. You're looking at the palace, and then the whole royal family comes out and they look magnificent yeah and um what else was i gonna say oh yeah it was megan's first appearance since she had the baby a month ago so so yeah like everyone comes out this is the only time that like the entire royal family even the lesser royals are there everyone we had eugenie up there we had but none of this uh, their spouses right I think it's just like direct line. Uh no. Her 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 husband was there. Jack was there? Yeah. Oh. They're they're all there. Everybody's but, there. Yeah. I mean, her mother was not there cuz they're not married, but um, good point. But there you know there's been a lot of rumors that they're going to get remarried, right? Yes. And like before, so a lot of people said that the reason they hadn't yet was cuz Philip was still alive and Philip hates her. Yeah. But I read something recently that actually makes more sense is that it's because Andrew is was still in direct like line enough that he has to get permission from the queen to get married. Oh, gotcha. With the birth 
of Archie that happened a month ago, he mm. is now just outside of that. So gotcha. now he doesn't need permission to get remarried. Um, Interesting. So she actually, which I mean, you know, I feel like they've kind of been planning that for a long time. Yeah. Like she's started to go to more royal events, even though she wasn't at Tripping the Color, she went to the rehearsal for it the day before. Yeah. Like with her husband and or her ex husband and right. daughters and stuff, so I kind of believe it. Like I kind of believe they're going to get remarried. I mean, they've probably been living together for years. Yeah, years and years. Um, and years. <laughs> they're like never stopped living together. Right. So I don't know. I I kind of feel like it's really going to happen, and I'm really excited about it. I don't know why. For some reason, I just like like them. I think that they are just like that scandalous couple that it didn't work out, and then they were all like, nope. Actually, we are the perfect couple together, and then they've just kept kept it going. I think it's because they have added such a beautiful layer to the royal cake. There has to be a bit of the drama, and they always provide. Yeah. Because, of, really not because, I feel like in the last few years, everybody on that side, it seems like acts have been cleaned up. People know what to say and not say to the press. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just because there is such a dis- strong disdain from Philip and the Queen about that side in their past that it just kind of never dies. And so it always makes good gossip. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I love them. Um, <laughs> the kiddos were adorable on So the last platform. year, so cute. Um, Charlotte... And George had little step stools that they were standing mm-hmm. on, and they kept falling off. So this year, they didn't get step stools. <laughs> and they were also separated because they were, they do usually stand by, um, oh, what's, what is his name? Lord Frederick Windsor? No, that's not him. The Severn. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, the other young, the other yep. young ones. They usually stand by them. And last year, they were like, messy goofing off so much that they were separated this year (laughs) i love it uh yeah my one question um do you know was philip there no he was not he doesn't make a a tons of he he can't stand for a long time well he retired when he retired was it last year yeah it was last year did that also cross this office list that he doesn't come yeah he doesn't go to any any okay yeah so that's so you won't have seen him for a while. He doesn't go to any events. Okay. Um, okay. I For some reason, I thought maybe this would be the one thing, but just because it is the entire family, but makes sense. He yeah. was not there. But, I mean, I don't know. I feel like no one else has ever said, we've stepped away from all royal events. So it's like they're all expected to be there, but he, like, officially retired and was like I'm not doing anything. Anymore. Right. So so uh I looked this up. There's kind of a a summary of the parade design because it's pretty much like a just a slow and quick paced march of a whole different amount of escorts. Mm-hmm. So the first big thing uh the beginning of the commencement of trooping the color, the queen ins- uh, inspects the foot guards. And then the House uh, Cavalry and the King's Troop. And then they march on. And as they pass before the Queen, it is slow. And then as they keep going, it gets faster. And a lone drummer breaks away. (laughs) A lone drummer. (laughs) 
The drummer then signals the number one guard, the escort for the color to march. And that's kind of what starts the parade of the color party. And as they do, as they're marching along, they execute a, what I'm going to call, it's going to be a maneuver. I was going to say a dance move. That's so wrong. (laughs) A maneuver maneuver. called the spin wheel (laughs) to start breaking away. So... We then have the escort of the color. They break away. They do their little spin wheels a few times to the music from the mounted band. And then the King's Troop moves through. So it's just a whole parading, really, of um, all the different kinds of military and anything that resembles what the monarchy is and finally it is ended by the um last bit of the foot guards coming by buckingham palace and the whole family waves so back when philip used to go he was like a uh, i don't remember what his military role was but it was what um prince andrew took it over for him and so that's why Andrew, Charles, and William ride the horses in the parade because they are like military officials. Yeah. Um, so Philip used to do that. Like he used to ride yeah. in the parade until yeah. Andrew took over. So I'm thinking probably... Probably be Harry at some point, right? Yeah. I'm assuming at some point Harry will take over because he was so into the military right. anyway. But I'm guessing that like when Philip wanted to retire, it was too soon for Harry to like step yeah. into that. He had to, I mean, he was just like getting married, you know? Right. <laughs> um but anyway, so yeah, so that's why it's like you'll see all the royals arriving in carriages, but William and Charles and Andrew were on horseback in the parade, and then and then after they like it. they like go up to the balcony to join everyone, and after. everybody has a spectacular hat on, and it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. And uh, this year it was Camilla, uh, Camilla, and Kate. And Megan and Harry in one yes. of the carriages. Yeah, they were in one of the carriages. Um, and the queen, of course, showed up in her very elegant carriage. Which also, Kate wore the same hat that she wore to Harry and Megan's wedding. And people also think that that's a sign of, like, <laughs> that she is trying to be like, we're friends. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just so tired of people saying that they fight. I don't believe it. Well, I feel like... Even if they do fight, who cares? Like, yeah. Fight with your sister-in-law. I don't know. I just don't... I mean, like, they... It doesn't seem that odd, you know? Yeah, Family like, doesn't get along all the time, but why are people, yeah, like... like, when you're out... And when they're out in public doing their job, they get along, they laugh, they're, like... Yeah. You know, I don't think they're just, like, faking laughing in the carriage. Right. Like, if they really hated each other, they would not, <laughs> you know? Truth. Uh, yeah. So... Every year we get to look forward to pretty much what I like to think of as almost like this grand celebration of more of like British birthday, even though it's not like their independence or anything. It's just celebrating, I don't know, just the monarch itself. Which is important because we love her. We love her. (laughs) Um, And they like, they often fly and they did this year again. They fly their red, white, and blue, um... Like the jets that fly over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then let out, like, the colored smoke. 
And they always have that go over um, Buckingham Palace and it's now super cute because the kids get really excited. And this year there was like a picture of Kate holding uh, Louis and he was like bending his head back and was oh like gosh, so that cute. That kid makes hilarious faces. I <laughs> loved those photos. Um, but also I'm so glad that there's like young royals now. Like before yeah. Will and Kate started having kids, it was like the youngest kid was like already like eight, you know? Yeah. And and then next up from him was like fourteen. So there weren't like Me cute baby kids. royals. Yeah. So I'm very, very pleased about that. I'm super stoked. Well, I guess that is all we have. I think we're, we're closing up the trooping of the colors. We're going to, um, you know, maybe make some plans and do another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get back on it. This one was just our recap on something big that we missed that we definitely wanted to cover. Yeah. But we'll be back with more episodes, guys. Leave us some emails. Check out the Instagram all DM us. We like to get DMs. Unless they're gross. Yeah. Sometimes we get those. Anyway. Watch, watch the DMs. All right. Love you guys. Cheers. Cheers.